Hey, T-Dubs. I have some good news for you, pal. This episode, we're talking about a sequel to a beloved 80s action movie that starred Arnold Schwarzenegger in one of his most iconic roles. Oh, sweet. But why are we doing Terminator 2? That is one of the greatest action movies of all time and made a buttload of money. It's not at all a flop. <laughs> no, dude. He's talking about Red Heat 2, Getting Hotter. I think Kobe ties in that one, and I'm pretty sure it's a Peter Berg movie. No, no, no. You're thinking of very bad things. I think Chumzilla is referring to Conan the Destroyer. Love me some Tracy Walter. Bob the Goon rules. Oh, man. Sorry, fellas. But tonight's movie is sadly Arnold Free. On this episode, we'll be taking the hunt to the urban jungle with 1990s Predator 2. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. And thank you for joining us on the 165th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wobam Entertainment. We are the internet's number one bad movie and good beer podcast as rated by El Scorpio and Goldtooth. I, Chumzilla, will be hosting tonight for our first installment in our Hops and Predator Flop series. And we're starting off with Steve Hopkins' stinker of a sequel to 1987's Predator, the aptly titled predator 2 i'm frankly shocked they didn't go like the colon route with this and give us something goofy like predator 2 colon urban hunter or predator 2 colon city stalker like shocking right guys chumzilla with you it's always a colon in my professional opinion anything that ends in a two should be followed by electric boogaloo no at a minimum what. this at is minimum. actually predator 2 colon racist ass movie it hasn't aged well i you know it's yeah it's misguided i think at at best if if the late 80s and early 90s taught me anything about jamaican drug lords is that they always use human sacrifice and or voodoo uh against their enemies also they wear top hats with skulls on them fact yeah are you I'm, thinking of the princess and the frog i think you're thinking of the princess and the frog i bet you that dude sacrificed a hell of a lot of people there i mean that's explicitly what he says he's gonna do in the film that's what his friends on the other side want why are we talking disney movies what? i guess it is on hulu so technically predator is a disney film this right is now. a disney movie and that would explain the racism and so, when you get introduced oh. to king willie he does the same underside speech or other side speech that happens in the princess and the frog same song and dance and everything but let's be let's be clear here there's a bit of uh, a, a crossover there that's probably not appropriate uh uh we're confusing like Jamaican Rastafarianism with uh, Haitian voodoo. It's, they're not the same thing, but uh, let's not let some colonizing uh, British director get those things crossed. It, it all gets swept under the pass. rug because King Willie wears a giant metal shape of Africa, Africa. on his chest. Well, <laughs> uh, 
and, and, and well, no, again, that that's actually that's uh, and, and he actually he, he refers to the, the cop as Babylon, uh, uh, which is a it's a it's it's not great. Uh, let's let's just move on here. So, hey, uh, in case you haven't noticed, joining me tonight on this episode is the pod's resident voodoo high priest, the thunderous wizard, a.k.a. El Blanco Nino. I got, I got nothing. I got no quips from this movie. This is such an inferior sequel. I, what? I'm I mean, just going to uh, say. Roll, roll the bones and consult again, yeah. Magic yes. Man. I ain't got time to bleed oh. or to trifle with this bitch-ass movie. <laughs> wow, that is shocking. So, okay, moving on. We're also joined by the best tinfoil suit tailor this side of the Alleghenies, Captain Cash. That kind of suit is called a shark skin suit. And you better bet your ass I own one. I look great in it. I'd like to see that, I suppose. But anyway, and returning after a long hiatus, let's give a big hops and box office flops. Welcome back to the guy who wrote all of Bill Paxton's jokes in this movie, Mayor McCheese. Hooray, he's back. I I can confirm that T-Dubs is, in fact, too old for this shit. (laughs) I I can tell you, yeah, because 12-year-old me who now I'd like need to go back in time and just slap in the face, thought this movie was badass. I'm right there with 12-year-old T-dubs. Me and 12-year-old T-dubs should hang out. This movie rules. I don't think you should hang out with any 12-year-olds at all, but I do think that this particular film is, and in fact, this podcast has been a real study in, God damn it, I was dumb when I was... 20 years younger than I am now. Gods, I was dumb then. (laughs) (laughs) Not buying it. Anyway, as always, you can find the pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can download us anywhere you find the finest podcasts. And don't forget to check out Wobam Entertainment at Wobam ENT on Twitter and Instagram for all your retro, futuristic 90s content needs. And gentlemen, that does in fact bring us to beer. And for tonight's episode, I went with a beer loosely related to one of the key factions vying for control of neo-noir LA in Predator 2. I have selected Red Stripe in support of King Willie's Jamaican gang. Uh, Red Stripe's a Jamaican lager, and it certainly lives up to that description. It's very beer-like. With mild malt and soggy cereal notes, it pours a light golden color with a good amount of carbonation and a light head, uh, and it checks in at a a strangely Captain Cash approved 4.7 ABV. So, I mean, gray beer for a cheap beer, it's not bad. It's not gray. It's not for, bad. For some reason, this one passes the Captain Cash test. I don't know, but the whatever. Ca- uh, the Captain Cash test is, is it stronger than 7%? And it is not. But well, for your fan, no, I don't. This is... This, it, this, listen. This is, this is on your approved list. I was surprised. It was a shock. I, if I'm going to drink a, a cheap beer, at least it's going to be a cheap beer in a fun bottle, and I got to go, uh, Red Stripe, and we're good. I, yeah. I can tell you this. I'm double fisting these bad boys like Scorpio does Uzis. Oh, God. Here's what I can tell you. But if the fun say, thing is, another name for that is the Scorpion machine pistol, right? So, yeah. So here's what I can no tell idea. you. If you I say about guns. beer can with an English accent, you've actually said bacon with a Jamaican accent. Mm. Take as much time with that as you need. 
I want to know how much time you took with that. Um, as someone who, this is odd, but uh, as someone who's been to Jamaica three times, this beer is a lot more delicious in Jamaica than when they ship it over here. That's usually, that is usually the, the trend is when you drink like know. a regional yeah. beer, it's always better. In the place a regional beer and made. definitely like an island beer. Like you, once you put it on a ship and it gets heated up to a solid 150, just roasting in a cargo mm. ship, it never tastes the same. It ever. I can tell you the the minute you know microwave minute coconut peach paella not nearly the same as if you get it at the oh, island. So no. that's by Stouffer's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not <laughs> nearly as good. Mm-hmm. Well, the nice thing is, is when when you're again, upset with again, it, you again, can throw it against the wall. Bill Paxton strikes again. He's the fucking man. Dude, he's all over this pod. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to give this uh, two bad movies. It's not offensive, especially if it's ice cold. And I could easily drink a sixer of this uh, watching a couple of bad movies. No problem. So I'm two in the U.S., three in Jamaica because you're on island time and mm-hmm. nothing matters there. So you wake up and start drinking because don't give a shit. You're on a resort. Have fun. Hooray, beer. I'll tell you this. If I was watching any other movies rather than this director's, because as you'll mention soon, he directed probably the worst Nightmare on Elm Street, I could do three movies. But if I had to watch just Tompkins movies, just bludgeoned me to death with the Predator's myriad of weaponry. We'll just do the Warriors with the bottles. Oh, with the torture. Yeah, torture you like that. All right, gentlemen, that's all well and good. But hey, back to you, Captain Cash, because I I put this one on you because I know you are somewhat of a low-key Red Stripe aficionado. What is your bad movie uh, rating for this beer? I do believe Mayor McCheese has it. This is a two bad movie beer. If you're plying me with as many red stripes as I can drink, I'll give you six hours for sure. And what if I throw in uh, the ghost in the darkness? Can you? I will bet. Listen, that's that's a whole other story. And I'll gladly sit around. If all three movies are the ghost in the darkness and I get to get progressively drunker, then red stripe is a three. Before he eventually turns into Michael Douglas's character. Oh, my. You went into war with an untested weapon. Um, and we all say hooray beer. I will say that is hooray a far beer. superior movie to this one, The Ghost in the Darkness, which I mean, is wow. it? Well, okay. Well, you know I what? Know. Uh, I, I like the ghost in the darkness a lot better, but yeah, no, shit happens. Cheers, gentlemen. Let's uh let's get uh, moving on here to the tale of the tape, Predator 2. For all intents and purposes, should have been a no-brainer sequel after the first Predator film, was a smash hit on a modest budget. McTernan's action classic made almost $100 million on a budget of just 15, but Fox, oddly enough, wasn't all in on a sequel. They waited until the Dark Horse Predator comics were a hit, and only then did they greenlight the sequel, uh, which I... That still boggles my mind, but that seems weirdly specific. According according to the documentary, if it bleeds, though, it was years before anybody saw money on this movie. So I don't know why it didn't make money making 98 on on an 18, but that was the producer uh, saying like, yeah, we like 
Like we just recently started getting checks for this movie. It, it, was, it was a complicated shoot, so maybe they had to. There was a lot of well, over- and they had to shut down production, which always costs money. So they waited till they had that signal from the comics, whatever. But when that was when that was a, a go, uh, the studio brought back the original writers, uh, a brother duo, Jim and John Thomas, to pitch ideas uh, for a sequel. And the winner was The Predator in an urban setting. The producers tried to get McTiernan and Arnold back too, but both were deemed too expensive, allegedly. So Stephen Hopkins, fresh off Freddy Five, that's the, the dream warrior. No, no, that's the dream child. And oh, the dream child, sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street Five is a train wreck. Is hot shit. And that's sort of what makes me mad about this movie. If you can't get the star and you can't get the director, you don't just go, well, let's just hire this guy who did something really terrible. I know it made money, but it's an awful movie. Joel, money. Silver, Joel Silver liked it, apparently. But producer. money, there's well, a chance for was, money. <laughs> that guy was riding the, you know, riding the snake with Gary Busey throughout this entire shoot, I'm sure. So yeah. So so they brought him and uh they had to then rewrite the script to exclude Arnold's Dutch. And uh to your point, T dubs, I think losing the star and to a lesser degree a great director are definitely the first uh uh first and second biggest mistakes this uh this movie made. That that was that's a big risk to to lose the star and the director that made the first movie successful, but that's what happened. And it's even funny when you consider that the reason allegedly they didn't pony up for McTiernan and Arnold was because they wanted to keep the budget in line with the budget for the first movie, which they ultimately did not do. Predator 2's budget was close to double that of the first movie. And it, it went from like somewhere between 15 and 18 million to 35 million. And it sure seems like they should have spent the cash to keep Arnold around at the very least. So you think about it, instead of 35, maybe it's 45. And this movie certainly could have used, because yes, the, the budget is double, but one thing you will note is it looks far inferior to the first movie. It looks like a baby. It tries yeah. to do more. It, I'll give it that. It is more ambitious, I guess, with what it's trying to do. Yes. But it looks pretty hokey throughout. Yeah, actually, I got some questions about that later. And because this is this is a transitional movie in film history. This is like one of the last 80s movies, last 80s movies that's purely conventional VFX. There's no there's no what we would consider modern CGI in this movie, except for like the opening credits. The opening credits when they have like that little like plasma fade thing in, that's CGI. The only CGI in this movie is that opening like amoeba thing. I okay, question. Yeah. Then how did they achieve the invisible predator effect? Well, that's always with a there's a person in a red suit. Green, green screen. Yeah, and then they distort the camera. So basically you're overlaying film onto the other film so there was a person in that suit it's just an all red suit so then you can create that whatever what you whatever you'd call it it's goddamn horrible in this the ripple effect it's it's called an optical effect because it's done on film 
It just looks like a standard sized person wearing one of those tri-point hats that pirates wore. So, so then yeah. spacey things happened. This one yeah. doesn't achieve the effect nearly as well as the first one, where the first one, like he he seems very predator. Um, no, not at all. This one seems so like weird. a child's rendering of the first movie. Which is so weird because if you listen to the commentary, they try to say like, oh, it was so much easier this time around because they figured it out the first time. But what, what they're literally doing is it's all composite work. They're filming it from multiple cameras. And sometimes like they're, they're filming it once with the real actors, then they film it again with just the guy in the suit. And then they're, they're taking the film and they're overlaying the film. And these are quote-unquote optical effects they're all doing it like manually again that's it i'm kind of impressed because they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of uh visual effects in this movie and the budget wasn't like totally crazy but but whatever um the point being is they probably should have spent the money to get arnold but uh you know, Predator 2 did not bag the box office returns Fox and the producers were hoping for. It pulled in less than $60 million worldwide. It was released November 21st of 1990, and it finished fourth in its opening weekend behind Dances with Wolves, Three Men and a Little Lady, and Home Alone. Now, of those three films, only Three Men and a Little Lady was also in their opening weekend. So that means the other films have been in theaters for three and two weeks, respectively. Ouch. And Dances uh, with Wolves is like a three-hour movie. Um, I saw all of those in theaters except Dances with Wolves. Yeah, well, uh, I saw none of those in theaters. You didn't see uh, Home Alone in theaters? Oh, uh, not, not then. You know what? No, I think I did, honestly, because I saw it. You know what? I definitely did. And I can say this. I've said it before in the pod. And I also saw it again like Easter weekend the next year because it was still in theaters. Still out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. That's a good point. Um, uh, the fall release date, in my opinion, is probably the second biggest blunder this movie made. Uh, this is 100% a summer movie. Uh, Predator 2 is hyper violent. It's foul mouthed. And it had no business being released alongside Fox's own Home Alone during the holiday season of 1990. Seems I mean, sort right? of like they sent it to die. Wait, right. But I mean, it's not that bad of a movie. You should have dumped this in the summer. It, it couldn't have done any worse with like a, Seems a, like a, a July release. An August or late July release, considering the whole movie, like the first one, it's a heat wave. Yeah, right. It's, it's a future it's, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah i just i don't this is not like a hey it's thanksgiving break let's take the kids to checks notes predator 2 yeah whatever <laughs> okay uh anyway it carries a 30 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes and the user score gets the standard genre bump coming in at 44 percent metacritic scores it a bit higher at 46 with the user score notably higher at 6.7 which i personally think is reasonable i mean i love this movie it just feels like the lawless ass nineties. I'm going to give it like a seven out of 10. It's dumb, but I love this movie. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, like six and a half, seven. I, I don't, but the first one's a 10. So. Oh yeah. The first one's a classic, but th this, I mean, here's the thing. And I did not put this in my notes. I'll bring it up now. I feel like the biggest insult you can give this movie to say it's not a capable or like acceptable sequel to Predator and I think it is. I think this did everything you would want out of a sequel to a movie like Predator. 
you got more of the alien. The alien got more screen time. He got more gimmicks. He was a bigger presence. It, it, it's it's a fine it's a fine sequel but, to but that's why the movie doesn't movie. work. But we'll I'll talk more about okay. that. Later. It simply does not work because there's an absolute dearth of tension throughout this entire movie, and I, there's no teasing because we already know, and that kind of kills the movie. Like, why is aliens great? Because instead of one alien, we know what that is. There's a fuckload of them. And in this, it's the same premise, it's the same movie, but in a much less interesting setting, and you already know what the beast is, so there's no fear. Somewhat disagree. Mostly disagree, in fact. I I do a bit, but I agree with part of your premise there, T-Dubs. This movie is derivative of many other movies and sequels. Oh my God, can we talk about that now? Oh, it comes comes up, just just hang on to that. Okay, 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 I will hold. I do do think, though, it, it, it is an acceptable sequel to predator like to me this is the definitive sequel to predator the rest of them that come after are fine but this is this it is predator 2 it predators is the definitive sequel and we'll talk about that on the predators episode fair fair enough you can have your opinions um all right moving on quickly so we can get to the stuff that uh captain cash wants to talk about uh you know honestly there wasn't a whole lot of behind the scenes drama here aside from the standard action movie challenges when one of your main characters is played by a seven foot two actor in an eight foot tall 99% practical alien costume. Uh, the director Hopkins was only 28 or 29 years old when he directed this movie. So which way better than I could have done, frankly, right? I, I think that's pretty impressive considering the scope of the production and the all-star cast he had for this. Based on the behind the scenes uh, making up stuff, everyone seemed to genuinely enjoy working on this movie. And yeah, I know Busey did. Busey right. clearly had a great time. And and and, uh, and I think this is one of uh, Danny Glover's favorite roles. But yeah, famously, I'm gonna get these out of the way right now because I don't want to talk about it because this has been beat to death and all sorts of stuff. But yes, uh, uh, the locals uh, in the alleyways when they shot some of those alley scenes, they did throw poop at them. And they did find a real dead body while they were filming. So it was L.A. in the 80s. It was a little Classic weird. L.A. Exactly. <laughs> the human feces and dead bodies. It was L.A. I don't even want. Um, but anyway, so Predator 2 was rated R, but only after numerous cuts to get it down from an NC-17. And it has a runtime of 108 minutes. You can find it streaming for free on Hulu and to rent on most other streaming services for $3.99. Or you can be cool like me and own a copy of the 2009 Blu-ray release. Reportedly, this had like 20 plus cuts to get it down to R from NC-17, whereas the first movie, I think, had two. Yep, yep. Uh, No, uh, uh, Hopkins was on the record saying like they were gory as hell with this and they made him cut a ton of stuff. Like all the decapitations, uh, some of the gang stuff. And then most famously, uh, Gary Busey's death had to be edited. Dude, also, I mean, the best death. there was a lot of humping. Do you think the really aggressive humping led to the, I mean, it's in the movie. So that was, that was really weird to me. That was like a, that, very, that was a very eighties, eighties, transitionally nineties thing. It was a lawless ass nineties scene. Sex scene. Yeah. yeah. Just, hey, we're, let's we're just going to have some weird people having sex right before the Jamaicans come into ritually kill him <laughs> well if i'm gonna kill somebody i'm gonna do it ritualistically come on yeah right 
So we've we've glossed over this, but let's uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, this movie, Predator Two, was in fact directed by Stephen Hopkins, who I love. That I've seen him described as British. I've seen him described as Australian, uh, and he was born in Jamaica. But no, he he is a Brit, and he did live in Australia. But I, I think he's technically a Brit. And uh, but regardless, uh, welcome back to the pod. Again, pod favorite after directing The Ghost in the Darkness. Still a great movie. Yeah. Or good uh, movie. Movie I like. I don't care. And this movie might not have Arnie in it, but it still has plenty of star power. The main cast consists of Danny Glover, Kevin Harry, Peter Hall, Gary, Buddy Holly Busey, Maria Conchita. Am I getting through to you, Alva, Alonzo, and Bill? Welcome back to the pod. Yes. And Bill, game over Paxton. Also, welcome back to the pod. And we also get smaller parts from familiar faces like Robert Davi, Adam, Animal Mother, Baldwin. Time out. I believe you mean mean Adam, Jane Cobb from Firefly, Baldwin, but go ahead. Mm, I think it's my bodyguard, but sure. Is he a brown shirt? Whatever. Uh, We get Kent, Adam, 12, McCord, and Morton Downey Jr., and uh, for our younger listeners who might not know who that is, he was sort of like Jerry Springer before Jerry Springer. And this was right before he painted a swastika on his face and claimed he was attacked by Nazis. But he did it he, himself because it was backwards and it ended his career. He was Jerry Springer without any class. Imagine um, that. He sucks in this movie. He's such a needless character. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's just a RoboCop ripoff. They just wanted to have that angle there, that uh, yeah. somewhat social satire, but it never really lands. It's just kind of obnoxious the whole time. If it bleeds, it leads. That's exactly. Movie, but yeah. yeah, he's a he's a journalist without integrity who is basically like, and that was look a, at all the, the violence here. It's but a diehard ripoff. Yeah. I want to talk about it so bad. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. So before we can do that, Captain Cash, let's do our one-liners. And IMDB describes this movie as follows. The Predator returns to Earth, this time to stake claim on the war-torn streets of a dystopian Los Angeles. <sighs> no, not really. Right? Like, he's, it's the... It's a hot spot. He's there to hunt. Like, not really. He doesn't want to rule LA. He's, he's not. It's kind of no. Well, I mean, stake a claim is that's his hunting spot. No, I'm, I'm they, willing to let it slide. He's, he's gonna leave. Actually, literally, all, all he does is like stalk Danny Glover like a weird obsessed fan throughout yeah, most yeah. of the movie, which is like sort of his thing. But what I don't get is if Danny Glover is really his target, why does he kill everyone else? Is he just bored? This movie D- does he have Predator no ADHD? Sense. It makes no sense. Predator Listen. 2, sexual predator. <laughs> because oh, if he kills sense? Danny Glover, we don't have a movie. So he has to not kill Danny Glover immediately. Fair, fair, fair. He so only fair. has about 17 chances to straight up murder him. What, what, he it, again, this, this movie has one of those problems that we come into occasionally. He has a ranged weapon, but tends not to use it. Predator 2, money, please give us your money. Thank you. 
he should just be laser cannoning everybody. Pew, pew, pew. This movie gets very obsessed with. Look at this gadget. He's Batman now. Look at this yeah. one. Yeah. So wait, I, was that was that your official answer, McCheese? Oh no, I have more. Then okay, just, okay. Off the cuff. <laughs> well, so so uh, Captain Cash, what is your one liner? So I'm torn between Predator Two, Predator Goes Hawaiian, and Predator Two, Pred Hard. That works. Pred, I like the harder. second one. I like the second one. Pred Harder. Yeah. Pred okay. with a vengeance. I don't really. Yeah, one of those. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, T-Dubs, what's your one-liner? Predator 2, why bother? Oh, that's damning. Okay, well, that's that's a downer. Mary McCheese, can you lift us up? Yes, I have an upper. In an effort to prove that you're never too old, Danny Glover returns to vanquish a predator. Okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. To uh, vanquish a predator. Take a seat. Take, take a seat right there. Take, take a seat. Not a, okay, not that easy, kind, easy not there. That kind of predator. Easy there. Oh, oh, I mean, you can see. That's mm, anyway. So uh, here's mine. Lethal weapons cops are living in a Blade Runner world, fighting RoboCop's drug gangs with tech from aliens, and now they must face a new threat: the Predator. So I'm going to say 100% accurate. Plus extra Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. You get double the Bill. Well, actually, that's triple the. Well, no, there's no Terminator. So just double. Well, wait, I mean, Paxton. you get Bill Paxton, but with an extra sprinkle of more Bill Paxton. Right. On top, yeah. Just with how like, they wrote like, his character. Yeah. Bill Paxton uh, with with a hint of Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. We, yay. I heard you like Paxton. So we got some Paxton on your Paxton so you can watch Paxton while you watch Paxton. Yeah. I would say it would be raised to the second power, but the new generation doesn't understand that's just not a Paxton times Paxton problem. Did the did the police guns bother anybody else? Like, why did Danny Glover have this? Jesus Christ. Gun? <laughs> it's why did Danny Glover's trunk respawn new guns every time he opened the trunk? <laughs> it's the future, and maybe we live in a video game simulation. I, I, th- I think to reload, Danny Glover just points off screen. And then brings yeah. the gun back. Like I mean, that's how you reload a gun. If video games true. have taught me yeah. anything, it's yeah. uh, well. If anything points true in this, is that Stephen Hopkins played a dickload of Time Cop, and then was like, you know what, this will fit in the movie. <laughs> this movie Bingo. is actually uh, just Predator Two, Demolition Maniac, Alien Cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's hilarious they 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 uh, frame the movie, you know, being like. Seven years, eight years in the future, at the time it's filming, it's like, and they really do nothing with that setting other than like all cop vans are now the Chevy Lumina Dustbuster <laughs> vans. Like that's it, and like I like how they have all the cars be from the seventies too. Like it's just such a weird attempt to set a time frame. It, it makes no like sense. A, it, do, all, it does. All, all the drug gangs can get literally every weapon under the sun, but the cops are operating on the Buick LeSabre level. <laughs> They've got revolvers and sawed-off shotguns, and the other guys have, like, modern assault rifles. It makes no sense. Like, but every fucking gun has a laser pointer because... Okay, here, here it is. Predator 2, Tango and Cash Grab. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, not bad. <laughs> Solid work. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, we now bash the, uh, the 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 setting here enough. We should probably take care of the the, the plot. Yeah, we can blaze through this. There's there, not, there is a there's plot not a ton here. here. There's there's more discussion yeah. to be had about how this happened than the whole thing itself. 
so this is effectively a sequel to 1987's Predator, only in the fact that this movie does have a Predator in it. Um, I will say the movie does open with a great helicopter shot of a jungle that pans up to the LA skyline. I do dig the visual language there. That's a nice way to bring us into the... Yeah, no, I thought that was great too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, effectively what we got going on here is there is a... Uh, and this is this is uh, set in 1997, which was like, you know, seven or eight years in the distant future at the time. And uh, this neo-noir LA is suffering from some kind of outbreak of gang violence and or like a heat wave brought on by climate change even though we didn't have those words at the time yet but yeah the, the city is being fought over by a couple of gangs you've got the colombians and the jamaicans the cops are involved that's where we get uh danny glover's character and uh you know they're investigating these gangland murders but unbeknownst to them it's not just the gangs involved there's another player there and uh the predator quickly we're introduced not just the predator but we're introduced to gary Busey's like mysterious federal organization that's also involved and they're telling the cops to back off because there's something going on but nobody knows what's happening but people are dying and it's happening in increasingly gruesome fashion we get once you wonder robert davi reprising his role from more or less die hard but in a different capacity yeah, there's 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 several folks that you will recognize here from Die Hard. Um, Did you pick up that Busey's whole cult had the same like weird triangle circle assembly thing on all their? Yeah, I mean that's because all, that's government agent. They're yeah, they're all dressed same. like Max Headroom. Yeah, yeah, and they all the same. They all they came from the same jackets. frat. Yeah, totally Sigma guys. Uh, but yeah, so that's the thing. Like uh, you know, spoiler: we find out later that. The predator is drawn towards heat and conflict, and there's nothing hotter right now than the gang wars in LA. So he's there to, to hunt or something. It doesn't matter. Uh, eventually, Glover's partner gets murdered, uh, and he vows revenge against the killer, who he doesn't know is the predator at the time, but is in fact a predator. Is the predator the city hunter? And he he's just he gets just he, some dude hanging out in a <laughs> crawl space. <laughs> Kinda, Who did this you know, with, with active camo? But anyway, he he ends up you know crossing paths with Busey, and Busey levels with him, and he lets him know, hey man, it's an it's an other world life form, man, fucking alien. No, no, and that's when they level. The the best is he he draws this out. It's one of my favorite tropes when they're dealing with like government agencies. He's like, you have no idea what's going on here, Mister. You stay out of this. It's like, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you just tell him? Like, you're in way over your head uh but yeah they i mean how old. why is he gonna tell some grunt detective right i mean you know it, it makes sense it does it never makes any sense because this team they should, seems they, to be comprised yeah. of fucking dipshits that's no why. because well, no, because it, it dg make, dg is way better at tracking and finding the goddamn alien predator yeah. than Busey is but it never makes any sense because yes eventually they do end up in the same place and that's when they drag uh, Glover's character in and finally key him into what's going on. Perhaps and- my least favorite bit of world building around the Predator is he comes here to feed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so he eats frozen yes. meat? <laughs> he is the best hunter on this planet, but and he's he going frozen- to go to a one-off meat? Chicago slaughterhouse so he gets himself meat? Yeah. some uh, mwah, fine beef. Uh, yeah. Listen. 
He's not hunting humans to eat them. He's a trophy hunter. He is still presumably a predator, therefore a carnivore. He's got to eat. So he's, he's a Republican. <laughs> human, oh, I mean, um, it, uh, human meat has to taste terrible. That, well, Probably. Maybe. I mean, it can't taste any worse than frozen beef. I mean, oh. consider how much we fight back. He's essentially hunting deer. So, yeah, I mean, the best part I can say about this is we're now like an hour into the movie, and this is where it actually starts to get good. Because at this point, you've got Busey's character trying to capture uh, the Predator. Danny Glover's now aware of what's going on, and the movie actually picks up here for a bit, which is nice. I'm not going to get into too much detail here because we'll talk about it later, but these are some of the best action scenes in the movie. But the Predator kicks everybody's ass, leaving only Danny Glover to chase him down. They end up falling through an, uh, an elevator shaft down to below a building where the Predator ship is parked. And that's where the final confrontation happens. Danny Glover and the Predator have at it. Glover's armed with the smart disc, and he takes a page out of Mary McCheese's playbook here and plays possum. He does the sleepy bear move. Oh, yeah. The predator gets a little too comfortable. And then awkwardly, old man Danny Glover jams the smart disc into its stomach and then like humps him with it a few times while the He does a couple thrusts. He does a little thrust, a thrust, yeah. And then like he like, my gut wound is killing me. I couldn't possibly slash you with my gauntlet claw now. I just have to take it. Ah! And then he collapses and dies. And then we get probably the most memorable scene in the movie. You get <laughs> well, hold on. Fog. As is custom, the whole spaceship is filled with fog because every yes, spaceship dry, has dry a nice fog. has a nice layer, like two feet deep of fog. Of dry ice. Well, that's fog, yeah. listen. Yeah. If you're an alien, you want to set the mood. Sometimes you have company over. You want two feet of fog. Well, and, and, that was all for their invisit orgy because as we come to learn, they've all just been hanging out like watching. Is this, this why your happen. birthday parties are so weird, Captain Cash? Is there's always two feet of fog around the entire house? I just want my guests uh, to feel comfortable. That's all that's I'm weird. trying to say. The that amount of stubbed horrible. toes does not does not quantify the amount of fog. Who doesn't have a birthday party without two feet of fog? Well, exactly. It's it is 20 and 22, sir. If you're not giving me at least two feet of fog, I'm out the door. Predators were just having a soup kitchen in their ship. That's all I know. It's something. Uh, but yes, so Danny Glover, exhausted, drops his weapon, realizing he's outnumbered. But then the elder Predator gives him a flintlock dated 1775 and tells him to take it. What a terrible boss fight victory that is. Here's a gun you can't use. Here's a gun from your own planet. Good luck. Uh, no one's going to believe you what happened here, and the only people who do are pissed because Gary Busey died. And not to mention, I cannot believe that the guys from Alien and or Aliens didn't sue for the design of the interior of that ship. It was clearly ripped off of the... the, the well, isn't there an alien skull in there as well, though? So There, I mean, there like, is, yes. cooperation going on here. Well, like, it basically they, they just asked fox can we use it and they said yes but i don't think i don't think giger or uh you know uh, uh 
Ridley Scott or anybody else. And then that that short predator was like, I remember the day we almost killed Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) So, but anyway, so yeah, so uh, Glover's character takes the the, uh, flintlock and runs out of the ship as it takes off and he dives away from the explosion very similar to the way the first movie ends ends up covering dust again very similar to the way the first movie ends and that's the end of predator the predators leave i think it is a legitimate extension of the franchise i enjoyed it thoroughly uh does all of it hold up well no uh does some of it hold up very well i think so and uh yeah i love the movie sorry hate me for it but it's a I think it's a quintessential example of action movie filmmaking in a lawless ass nineties. All right. Can, can we talk about how this is a hundred percent the apotheosis of the eighties movie? I, it, Cause it was filmed in 89. So even though I, I called a nineties movie, it was released in the fall of 90. This was definitely filmed in 1980s Los Angeles. Well, it's a it's a witch's brew where they're like, we're going to take a little bit. We've done these movies before. We're going to take the best parts of this and the best parts of that. The yes. best parts of this and make a it movie is, out It of is it. 100% that of all the 80s movies you've seen. Mm-hmm. We're going to do RoboCop. We're going to do Die Hard. We're going to do Aliens. We're going to do Predator. And then we're also going to do uh, Lethal Weapon because we've got Danny Glover. Ready, set, go. It's a bear fight. You put uh, all those the in the room, and it's a bunch of ideas fighting each other. Gary yeah, Busey's I mean, listen, there, in Weapon, there's so. not a great through line that it doesn't have the fun twist that Predator has of look at all these big tough dudes. Holy shit, something is killing them. Well, the, the, the twist here is that the government agents have the Predator figured out for a second, and then he turns the tables. That's yeah, the and twist. I mean, which I the, again, the last forty minutes of this movie are the best part they have him figured out in the sense that they think they know his vision and that's it and his movements which i'm not a big hunter but how something sees and walks is probably not the most accurate information if he is the alpha on the killing scale that i want to gather understood understood i i just i do love that scene when danny glover goes he sees the lights oh yeah no I love that when he when he when when Danny Glover is telling the government guys like they're in trouble. I love that scene because they're all like, "No, we're fine. We got this great plan." He's like, "No, no, no! It sees you. It sees you. You see how it's it's circling behind? It sees you." I love that scene. That's great, and and I love the fact that I love to give Danny uh, Danny Glover that uh, that that battle with him just to have Busey come back for a second. Here's all I'm trying to say. This is a true sequel. Mm -hmm. This movie completely relies on you having a strong understanding of who and what the Predator is. It builds on what the Predator is. You get additional lore. You get additional gadgets. You learn he won't kill a child. You learn he won't even kill a woman because she's pregnant. We already knew all that. Did well, we? Yeah, that, he wouldn't kill that, the, the girl. She was unarmed in the first movie. She was unarmed. Unarmed, and the yeah. pregnant thing is before Alien Three, even. Exactly. Well, T- oh, Tito's great. had it. Tito's way had to, a good point. way to get out in front of that piece of shit. Yeah, Tito's had a good point on the other pod. Is that he is supposed to be the alpha predator, and it's fairly unfair across the board 
with what he's got versus us. So, oh, no, I mean, that that's completely fair. Predators in general, if you look too hard at it, are complete assholes, right? But at the same time, this fascists. is responsible, I think, in a lot of ways for allowing all of the Predator versus Alien that happened, not just because of the Predator or the Alien skull that you find in the Predator ship, but that it built the idea that this is a, a group of honorable warriors who come together to only do this particular fight where you didn't have that in the initial predator. Sure. You get the final fight with Arnold, right? Where, Oh, okay. I'll take off my mask and let's duke it out or whatever. But does this but, movie need to be the segue? Like they were at the same time. Can we just go from alien and predator to a more thought out alien versus predator where you realize that the predator literally hops from planet to planet, hunting the most dangerous version of that species and he gets to alien and realizes like oh fuck these dudes don't mess around <laughs> well um, i mean that was what happened with humans oh fuck we don't mess around either at this point the predator yeah he's killed a bunch of humans but they're o for two yeah and at this point though it was at least the third uh visit of the predators well, it's been more than that. Know. If you listen to the lady in the first one, like there's stories about this. Yes, El Chupacabra. Uh, yeah. This is just not. It's a non-essential sequel because it doesn't. It's not as good as the first one. It's like Aliens it's is not. a lot different. It's an action movie. Aliens a horror movie. It does something different. It builds upon what's already there. This basically does a lot of the same things. It's just not nearly as good. Yeah. And to Captain Cash's point, the comics are why we why people wanted those movies. This movie teased it, sure, right. But like the comics and, and, were like, and to be I, fair, I had all it, kinds of Predator comics and Alien comics. and it, That's where that shit was happening. Well, and to be fair, though, T-Dubs, I mean, this story is basically pulled from some of those comics, too. There is some question whether it was intentional or not, but this does source some things that were at least introduced in the comics in terms of having uh, uh, you're the Predator in an urban environment. But hey, let's, uh, let's not get too uh, hung up here. Uh, we need to give this thing our beer ratings. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give Predator 2 four beers. I'm going to give it two pain and two enjoyment beers. Uh, the two pain beers are to get you uh, through the first hour or so of the movie. And then you can enjoy the last two beers to slam while you watch Gary Busey get bisected and the Predator perform self-surgery in a bathroom. Because those are the best parts of the movie, hands down. I would I would agree, but I'm three pain, one enjoyment. Wow. The the specter of Arnold not being present hangs very heavy over this movie. Okay, that's that's it, that's, that's, a, that's a big that's lacking. a big burden to carry. It's a big burden to carry. Like he was a megastar. This movie needed some some charisma desperately. Gary Busey riding the snake, love him throughout the entire movie, but his character <laughs> is also. You know he's the bad guy you're supposed to hate him you do hate him it needs a much more magnetic lead yeah if it and like if we go with nostalgia wise it's only a single beer for me if we go with nowadays ratings it's definitely three it's a short movie it's only an hour and a half so three seems accurate it's a tale of two cities like a lot of the old me like we were texting about i like this movie a lot i thought it was cool as shit and there's still parts of it that are still enjoyable. But now that you watch it as almost a four-year-old, I'm like, oh, they're just cribbing and phoning it in for money. 
and uh, it's kind of brutal. <laughs> so that's, that's that's brutal, but okay, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it, Mayor Captain Cash. What's your beer rating? I'm with McTees. This isn't a bad movie. I mean, is it a great movie? No, absolutely not. But nope. I mean, it's it's an hour and forty five minutes. It's over relatively quickly. Like it's just, and it's to my mind, it's a fine sequel. Is it as good as the first one? No, but that first one was lightning in a bottle. This is let's put all the eighties movies ever in a blender with just slightly more predator than everything else. Go, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. No one turns in a bad performance. It's nope. it's not like the plot is fine. It it's not like I'm never offended at it's it's at a my, little stupid, but it's par for the course. It doesn't yeah. make any sense, is the big problem. Why does he attack the train full of innocent people? I mean, that's the big thing. For shits and giggles. One, it looks in, in in a broad stroke here. So give me that space. It looks like shit. And they paint LA as this. They, they, I mean, they go as close as you can get to Blade Runner and they just they nudge back just a little. Um, and then they make what the Predator like actually does tracks 0%. Okay, so, hey, T-Dubs, I have a small theory here. Small one, okay? I think the reason the Predator targets the subway is he wants to draw Danny Glover out. Yeah, but none of that conflict ever makes sense. No, it it doesn't. But theoretically, he could be targeting that. Uh, uh, I mean, sure. His partner is his crew. He's targeting his crew because he's trying to draw Danny Glover out. But no, it it does in fact make zero sense. And that, and that could, go that after could be Davi because he can't handle that heat. And, yeah, don't fuck with Davi in general. Uh, to McCheese's point, because you see the predator more. It it really becomes very obvious, like the the sheen the sheen wears off. Like, it, it's true, it's true. It, but let's give some credit to uh, Stan Winston's crew, though. That that predator get up and even the face out of the yeah. mask, immaculate. That's some it's great. Still effects. one of the greatest designs in cinema history. It, it, and it looks great in this movie too. Like it does. They did a great job with that. But anyway, hey. Well, uh, hold on. No, no, no. Wait, real quick before we move on. I know oh, you're yeah, right please. there. I, please, I know please, you're right please. there, but I'm like, I feel like one thing that could have gotten in front of this is if in this movie we got the introduction that the predator could realize what his prime target was, and then it would make a lot of those decisions make sense. Yeah. Like if he knew that like Danny Glover is the dude I need to kill to achieve top score, then attacking the train and going after his team falls in line you you take out his support system but like there there's nothing of that there's <laughs> no things that build into that yeah no it's not there on the service level at all all right well uh we've covered the plot and our beer readings here so we should probably take a break and hear a message from our honor hunting pals over at the hot nation usa podcast hey everyone this is steve and this is adam and we're part of the hot nation usa podcast pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast join us every friday for new beer reviews we'll talk about the news history and homebrewing 
Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wobam Entertainment. We are still talking about 1990s Predator 2. And uh, let's get into our general impressions of the film here. And I do have a couple of uh, open-ended type questions for you guys. But uh, I think we've kind of beat this to death. It's, it's a lackluster sequel to a classic action movie. But I'm right there with you, McCheese, and to a certain extent, Captain Cash, it's not terrible, but I do need to ask this very important question, because this movie does have some questionable VFX in it. What was the worst VFX shot in the movie? And I'm going to give a short, truncated list here. Let me know what you guys think. Is it A, any of the slow motion wire rocket slash projectile shots? Is it the non-footprint footprint dents in the car roofs? Is it the lightning strike hero shot on the rooftop? Or is it the terrible green screen work with the predators in the hunting party at the ship at the end? But what about predator steps in the water and that messes up his cloaking device? That scene rules. I, the scene the rules, but the predator steps in the water and it fucks with his cloaking devices. I, I think I think you should that, be able to pick whatever you want. That, I that no that shot rules and is not in the conversation. Okay, I'm picking anytime he cloaks. It's the first thing we see, and it looks fucking horrible. And yeah. from then on out, I can't focus on them doing anything right because the cloaking looks dog shit compared to Predator. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you fuck this up with more time and more money? So I, you you make a very good point there, McCheese. Um, I hate to say this, but they did that on purpose. They they reworked that effect, and it was worse. I mean, I'll be honest. It's not like it was the first one wasn't great, but whatever they did for this one was worse. This is where the studio meddling actually makes sense. Where they say, "Hey, well, this it, this 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 invisible predator kind of looks terrible compared to Arnold's movie. Can we fix that?" So, and so, so they, they didn't. They kept they kept Stan Winston's like physical, you know, his workshop his, for the physical props, but they redid some of the uh, on film visual stuff. So they lost the guys from the first movie. So that's that's what you're seeing. They they, cha- they literally changed the people that did that effect from the first movie to the second. And, uh, and it wasn't as good. Yeah, it wasn't as good. Just like in the first movie where they tried to go cheap on a lot of things, such as the costume losing the stunt coordinators and the cinematographers and and just john uh, mctiernan is a big deal yeah uh i think the lightning strike is the worst because he'd be dead but for me (laughs) wait no wait you think the predator can't take a direct lightning but But for me that's a great point because it makes that makes no narrative sense and it makes no sense in universe either no it's really dumb but for me yeah the, the worst part of this movie is after you get this really kind of cool scene in in Rocky's uh, gym, mm. uh, they it's like a one-on-one between him and Danny Glover, and it's shot so poorly that this poor guy, Kevin Peterhall, in the suit is just like sitting crouched in a corner because really it was really hard to move in that suit. It's so non-dynamic. 
he looks totally helpless, like almost like like when Jason gets run over by the sore water and Jason takes Manhattan and he turns into a child in his whitey tighties. It's just oh, bad. No. It's oh, just no. bad. It's like holy shit. Like you just want to really cool. Yes, he's just sitting there and it looks oh. awful. And one, Danny Glover is not fucking Dutch. Like the fact that you expect he's me to believe he is dude, just though. totally Danny Glover's this not guy small. is Danny absurd. Glover's not small. He kind of kicks the Predator's ass. That's the point. Because because he's John McClane. He's not Dutch. He's John McClane. I I hate to tell you this. Dutch would beat the shit out of John McClane. Of course he would. And guess who gets beat up by the Predator? Dutch. Dutch wins through sheer luck. He's on his last legs and he hits him with a goddamn log. Danny Glover literally is dictating the pace of the fight. To the point that the Predator retreats. After John McClane's whole thing is beating up Eastern Europeans, though. So maybe no chance. I'm just no chance. I'm just no saying can beat up Arnold. You can't convince like, me otherwise. I, I, I'm just saying John McClane. Like if if this were a video game, John McClane gets plus twelve against Eastern Europeans. Not happening. Nope. That no would be a long game of long odds. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I appreciate yeah, no. your logic. But no chance. Fair enough. Uh, Captain Cash, any of these scenes and or effects lose you? There's a lot of really bad green screen of the Predator crouched on something where they've green screened in the the Los Angeles skyline. Yes. And there was one point where he's crouched on like a thing that looks like the Chrysler building, but clearly is not because it's in L.A. Yeah, they wanted that to be the Chrysler building, but it it's, I mean, it looked like the Chrysler building. They tried, yeah. But it, like that was one part where I we went, ugh, ugh, God, ugh. How come we didn't get him crouching on the Hollywood side? <laughs> I don't know. Polly Shore was probably in the way. I don't think that would have stopped the Predator. Though yeah, he's probably defenseless. <laughs> probably shouldn't have. Um, all right. Uh, so we've already kind of danced around this but let's just get it out in the open now one of the things that this movie does to be a true sequel is it introduces a ton of gadgets for the predator how did those work for you guys did any of them just like not stick the predator i mean the the disc the predator disc becomes a whole thing which is fine but did some of, did any of them not stick for you guys? Like, oh, it's like, the, oh. whatever they find in the in the vent. Like it's a little like, dart. Yeah, it's like what is this thing? I, like so, what? It, like it looks awesome when he uses it, and then it's like it's like it's like that. It's tiny. It, you can't see my fingers, but it's, it's it looks like a toy. Like, just, it looks like a prop. It doesn't look cool at all. I have a question about this later. We're going to do it right now. So that is like the spear tip thing. So we see it when the predator is assaulting the uh, Jamaican gang while they are murdering the Colombian drug lords leader and his paramour. And you see the predator shoot this little Y-shaped dart through the head of a uh, Jamaican gangster in a top hat. And it goes, it's at a downward angle and it goes through the dude's head. But somehow in the movie, it ends up 
well above eye level in the HVAC ducts. Ricochet, bro. This I is am, like the Zabruder am, film of 1990s action movies. I it takes a hard got, left turn. Goes I've straight there. I never understood that. I have never understood that. How did that get up there when it went through the dude's head down here? Yeah, it's not going to work out. I want to circle back to how Captain Cash isn't all over the spinny thing because it's essentially just the glaive. I said, man, it's the glaive. It's the predator glaive. It rules. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. We're saying what doesn't work, though. It doesn't. doesn't yeah, yeah. See, doesn't. I did. I made the exact same mistake. Holy shit! The like. The, how do, the well, predator glaive. A second ago, that basically the predator has a glaive. Kind of, it kind of, it kind of knocked me off track. It was, it was awesome, right? His, that, was, that was great. His thing that gets stuck in the duct is just a piece of the cosmic key. Gwildor let it, him borrow it. It really uh, is, uh, isn't it? It does make sense. It's mainly well, what he uses to make s'mores. I, I assumed it came off his telescoping staff, which is. I hate that thing. Fuck that. That's the dumbest new weapon. It, it's, it's just so lazy. It's just one of those pointer wands that apparently is stabby. Uh, he's got a <laughs> he's got a bad back. He's got he can't bend over to pick things up. As someone who has played a shitload of the Alien versus Predator arcade game, both the telescoping staff and the Predator glaive are integral parts of that game and i love both well the staff no. has become pretty iconic in in like that the, the predator always has that now but but in it's, the but in the movie it's such a it's like he, we gave him a stick why is it's, he it's a spear come on he's got a javelin that's a really stick. his advanced tech he's got a shoulder cannon and a javelin which one are you going to go to it really he's also his, got like, claws like wolverine come on but it's like and, and i just love how like so we've got this creature we've developed and he has a shoulder cannon and he's got uh what's the 90s so he's like got, he's got a razor gauntlet finding new weapons has to be tough and he's got he's got a thermonuclear device strapped to his wrist let's give him a pointy stick well he's and also it, well an extendy combat an ex, so that's an another extendy pointy stick pointy pointy stick to point I, I i'm still mad about the pointy stick but I, but no yes the uh, predator glaive excellent addition to and say to save t-dubs a mental breakdown they didn't give him laser eyes so well, here's here's probably my favorite part of this watching the behind the scenes stuff they pull out the the smart disc and the guy doing the interview puts his hand in it he's like oh my hand's not as big as kevin peter hall's so i can't open it up all the way because it was designed for his hands i'm like that's amazing the sad thing is, as I said on the I Love That Movie podcast when I talked about Predator, Kevin Peter Hall dies a year after this comes out. He, 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 guys, I don't, guys, it's it's tragic. He, he died from HIV from a blood transfusion. Oh, I'd read it was pneumonia. From HIV. Both from total bummers. Yeah, uh, either way, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. That's RP. terrible. Yeah, no, it's 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 heartbreaking, man. He and every uh, and you see some of him in the behind the scenes stuff. If you do get the uh, special edition Blu-ray or whatever, this guy's total sweetheart. Everybody loves him. People like photo bomb him in his interviews and stuff. It's great. And he's he, the guy's oh, and him. he like loved this. This was like the greatest thing he ever got to do. Yeah. And and, and, and uh, he was Harry from Harry and the Henderson. Well, the Pre greatest thing. Predator's the greatest thing he's done. But everybody talks about him too. Like he was, he was so nimble on his feet. He was a great dancer because that's that's how they found him. He was apparently like a, an interpretive dancer or whatever. Also, and to to close the loop here, yeah, he died of AIDS-related pneumonia, 
because he got a blood transfusion. Yeah. So as the result of injuries sustained in a car, a car accident. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's all yeah. we're all wrong. Like I mean that that's like a. It's horribly tragic all the way around. Yeah. Okay, I got one more gripe. One more gripe. Because as a kid, this even bothered me a little bit, but I kind of dismissed it. How big of a mistake is it that the predator keeps his heat vision in that slaughterhouse scene after he loses his biomask? Well, we've already started this conversation. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. This movie has. I also don't understand how that works. Yeah. This movie is, you can tell. Like no offense to Tompkins, right? There's a there's a vast difference between very careful filmmaking mm-hmm. and slapdash. He's 28. Yeah, I mean McTiernan's that's where, a, that's a where it shows. That's where it shows right there, right? McTiernan's an action master, so like that that that's the kind of fuck up you can get past the studio folks, but the nerds catch. Well, right? I mean, by the time you've I mean, we've seen this movie a million times by now. Yeah, but my point is like nobody at Fox, nobody at Fox fucking catches it, but, right? But the magic bullet but, but, is also but, glaring but, too. It's like, how did that get up there? Yeah, but the nerds we catch it after the fact, you know. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't catch it, but as a grown up, I'm like, wait a minute, that's making fucking say should have been that red gray. Yeah. As a kid, I just didn't care, I think, because I was like so right. stoked that he cut Gary Busey in half. <laughs> Which was sick. So he, here's my question: What is the predator supposed to see when he takes the helmet it'd be, off? It'd be like all red is what he sees in the original yeah. movie. Like there we go. Okay, thank you. Like yeah. you, you can you, see you movement, know. but it's yeah. he, he's almost functionally like blind in a lot of ways in, in the original movie. To, like, to, yeah, to our world, he's blind. Yeah, like you can see, but everything is a very dark shade of reds, and there's blacks, so he can see movement. But there's a fact, there's a reason why he like did not see he was walking into a trap. Whereas when he has the helmet, right, the assumption is in the first one, there are more than just infrared vision. And then in this movie, which is one of my favorite parts, is when he starts flipping, Scans. doing the different lenses, which is yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool. Because um, that's how he finds all the traps in the first one, you're to assume. Because you wouldn't see those with infrared like the trip wires and everything else. Like he is very smart and he doesn't just walk into things. And just to beat this to death now, because frankly, I want to beat it to death again. Can we just all with consensus agree that that bathroom surgery scene freaking rules? I mean, (laughs) it's die hard with a predator and that's cool. Yep. Not exactly sure where he got his medical degree, but it seems like drywall and glass would make things worse. But hey, to each their own. And it is pretty tile and glass. Tile and glass. My big question: What do you think that smells like? Uh, I'm going to go with like solvent and the blue Boone's Farm. It smells like the lab in Gary Busey's trailer. I stand by it smells like two-day-old lobster and Vicks Vapor Rub. Ooh, I do like me some Vicks Vapor Rub, though. It really clears out the nostrils and your mm-hmm. pussy face. I am Ooh. sticking with buffalo wings and used diapers. Oh, man. But no, I love that scene. I love the growl that he gives and then that poor old woman with the broom. There, I mean, that is one of the like nostalgia points where 
him fixing himself up in the bathroom, Danny Glover trying to waddle his way down the building on pipes that would never support him. And then Estelle, who's trying to wake up her husband from Wheel of Fortune, and then she's with the broom. It is While Jeopardy, the pre- thank you. Oh, sorry. While the Predator is in there doing self-surgery on what T-Dub says is essentially a mixture of glass and drywall that apparently aliens have a specific goop compound that turns it into medicine whatever um and then my favorite part is when he runs out it is it is it it is the giant human in what appears to be cardboard frames and he (laughs) runs through the fucking doors and they just explode while she's standing there with the broom and i'm dying laughing Uh, (laughs) and i love it when he comes out of the bathroom turns down the hallway and oh yeah punches the door out he gets both of them he gets the first door straight out of stell and then he turns because he knows this layout of this apartment and he smokes the second door into the hallway (laughs) predator to stop or my mom will shoot her shoulder cannon yeah i'm in i'm 100 in wow wow and i just love just to end this scene that after the predator busts through all that Danny Glover's tired ass comes strolling through too. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I'm a cop. And she's like, I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is the lawless ass 90s right there. And they work in some of that Shane Black comedy. Even if it's not from him, I have no idea. But like, the, and like, the problem is, is it's, it's good when it's good and the rest of the movie, it's not there. And so it's like, uh, I, I either need more or I need none. Yep. No, that's they, they really don't have any good, good observation in this there. movie, right? Like, right, exactly. I mean, that's a good point for Mayor McCheese. Like, you get a good one there, but the movie doesn't have that consistent. The best quip is written by a 14 year old where he goes, Okay, pussy face. And you're like, Oh, yeah. I mean, we get it because we just saw him without his mask on, but like, that's phoning it in. I do love Danny Glover's summer suit throughout the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, it's hot in LA and like everyone has sweated through all their suit pants. So it makes sense that Danny Glover is wearing a summer suit. I don't know. It is a great wardrobe. Want some candy? Oh my God. All right. right, right, right. We we, got to move on here. Guys, we'll be stuck here all day if we don't. So, Danny's necklace. (laughs) Oh, geez. Gentlemen, we need to freshen up our red stripes here, and uh, we need to head into the competitive portion of the pod. Up next is the More Victims, More Mutilations Trivia Challenge. But first, here's a message from our Wobam Entertainment Voodoo Magic Brothers from another mother at the Double Turn Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wobam Entertainment. Now it's time for the More Victims, More Mutilations Trivia Challenge. Gentlemen, this is the standard format. 
We've got five questions, multiple choice, and tonight you'll be playing for a one-to-one -one replica of the smart disc, and I'm happy to announce the runner-up will get a screen-worn pair of Danny Glover's sweet linen pants. Tonight's chime-ins are OK Pussyface, Shit Happens, or any of the pod standards. I'd also like to use want some candy. But I'm too old for this shit. A little awkward. That's strangely appropriate. And I'll allow both of those. Um, good luck, gentlemen. Question number one. Kevin Peter Hall was not the only cast member to return from the original film. Which of these Predator actors also returned for Predator 2? Was it A, Sven Ole Thorson? B, Franco Colombo, C, Adam Baldwin, or D, Henry Kinji. Want some candy? That would be the Thunderous Wizard. Henry Kinji. He gets blown up in the truck in Predator. That's correct. And he is Scorpio in Predator 2. And El again, Scorpio. He is El Scorpio. And he's also been like literally every action movie you've he ever is seen. in uh last action hero which has been on this pod amongst many other things from mexico with love fast five keep looking it's like every he's day. often uncredited but he does a lot of stunt work like he did stunts for venom Tons from paris with love this man oh, was born yeah. in 1943 yes jesus christ this also my dad trust me as t-dubs pointed out he's been a stunt dude in like every movie ever but anyway hey bonus point guys there was a second actor set to return in predator 2 and they even filmed a scene but it was ultimately cut who was it uh was it want some candy captain cash uh it was the the character of anna from the can first you, predator can, movie can you give me a name i cannot Anna uh, uh, that's strangely <laughs> not not really that. That's kind of close. I can't give you credit there, Captain Cash. Nice trade though, but you 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 are correct. It was uh, Elpedia Carrillo who played Anna. Yeah, or Anna, 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 whatever. Yes, uh, uh, you, see, you see her briefly on a screen in Gary Busey's uh, Slaughterhouse trailer because there was a scene where she was filmed giving a debriefing interview. Um, but uh, that was cut from the film. You see that quick still of her, but she did, she technically was not part of the movie, so I can't give that to you. Okay, that is uh, one point for the Thunderous Wizard, bringing us to question number two. Arnold allegedly turned down the lead in Predator 2 due to a disagreement about the salary. How much more was Arnie asking for? All of it. You know, say was several it? million, a cut of the gross, at least. All the dollars. How much was it, guys? Was it A, $250,000? B, $750,000? C, $1.5 million? Or D, a cool $2 million bucks. I'm going to shit. Mary Cheese. We got $2 million. Ooh, sir. D, two million. I'm sorry, you are incorrect. Captain Cash, Candy, the Thunderous Wizard. Some oh, I, <laughs> I'm the hungry brother. I'm uncomfortable with all candy. this. 
but that is uh, definitely T Dubs. T Dubs. That was very okay. Silence of the Lambs, which yeah. please don't ever do again. Um, wow. Okay. If it's if it's not one point five million, then then every exec should be fired. Uh, they're it probably all not, not working anymore, anyways. But they should not one point five million. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Captain Cash, you've got a 50 50. Is it 250K or 750K? Maybe 750, right? There is only one answer, and that answer is a more billion dollars. All the morbs. Damn. I'm going to, so I'm going to go to the opposite direction and say the lower number, A. That is correct. It, it allegedly, allegedly was $250,000. Now That is what? incredible to me. I, I want to point out, I did not bring this up earlier in the pod, and I am shocked that the Thunderous Wizard did not either. There are conflicting reports here. But I have a personal philosophy that no matter what anybody says, it comes down to the money, and the money is always the issue. If you talk to the producers... The producers would tell you that Arnold wanted more money and they wouldn't pay him. If you talk to the director, the director says, well, Arnold decided to make Terminator 2 instead. Yeah, basically they were going to film pretty close together. And exactly. Tompkins said something about like, we all knew James was actually working really hard on that movie and there was no way Arnold wasn't going to do it. And if you read this script, I mean, like, give me a break. Like, this is it. It sounds like, to my opinion, it sounds like he's saving face a little bit. It might be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, one of many truths. There's a lot of options there. Yeah. But also, the other thing is, too, is apparently he Arnold was also finishing Kindergarten Cop, so his schedule was pretty tight. Also much better than this movie. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's funny. But, yeah, I, it, the the producers like to claim that it was over 250k and uh for the record mctiernan wanted two million to direct and they thought that was too expensive Dude, worth it they should they should have ponied up but yeah anyway okay well hey so t-dubs you have one point captain cash you have one point you guys are tied as we head into question number three which role was initially meant for arnold and then had to be significantly rewritten when the star turned it down. I've already ruined this, but if you guys remember it, you'll get this right. Was it A, Harrigan, that's Glover's character, B, Peter Keyes, that's Busey's character, C, Lambert, Bill Paxton's character, or D, Archuleta, that was Blade's character. Fortune Tarts, what's some candy? Damn it. That is the Thunderous Wizard. It's uh, Keyes, Alicia it Keyes. Yes, yes. That agent's on fire. This girl is on fire. Yeah, Actually, again, he, was, he was on fire, so. Sort of his face got a little burnt. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's kind of it's messed up because a lot of people assume, I think, that, you know, that uh, Gary Busey's character, you know, was not supposed to be more prominent, but had it been Arnold, it would have been. He was apparently going to land in the helicopter and he was going to have white hair. Yes, with a scar on his face. Old with a man. scar on his face. Old man Arnold. That would have been great. I, I yep. love it. I love it. Uh, but apparently, I mean, also, that's Joel Silver. Just loves the uh, helicopter landing on stuff motif. So that's why we also get that Predator 2 when Gary Busey shows up, because that's a Joel Silver thing. He just wants a helicopter. I mean, to be fair, having Arnold, like, it would have been a real nice reverse mirror of, of, of uh, Terminator where 
Arnold's the, the bad guy. Now he's the good guy. Arnold's the, the good guy. Now he's the bad guy with Predator. He well, wasn't no, going to be bad, though. He, he wasn't going to be bad. team up. It was, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was going to be there to help the cop. It, it doesn't matter. Okay, so, hey, that's two points for you, T-dubs. It's okay. Mary McCheese, you know, uh, Captain Cash, you guys are still playing for mostly pride here. But whatever. Question number four. Hopkins has said this was the last movie he shot 100% on physical film and without CGI. Approximately how many VFX shots appear in this film? Is it A, two to 300? Is it B, four to 500? C, seven to 800? Or D, 11 to 1200? Gentlemen. Farts and tarts. Oh, Captain Cash getting bold. But C. C. Oh, sir, you are correct. It was seven to eight hundred feet. Yes. Wow. So that I believe that brings us to a two to two tie here. This is this is getting intense, gentlemen. Get that disc, baby. I want that disc. Give me that disc. I mean, you know, don't don't feel too bad here, T Dub. You can still walk away with the linen pants. But okay. Question number five for all the marbles and the disc. Which of these is not the name of one of the predators in the hunting party, which appears at the end of the film? Not the name of one of the predators. Is it A, Trusk? Is it B, Both? Is it C, Ram? Or is it D, Snake? Farts and tarts. Ooh. That's very confident there, T. I feel like Bold. this this movie is fairly creatively bankrupt as it is, but if you named one Snake, I'd be pretty upset. Sir, you should be deservedly upset because that is incorrect. You're sure. <laughs> I I knew Snake was too easy. It was too, it had to be a there had to be a Snake. And I believe it's, it's, that it is the apotheosis of '80s films. How did you not think that there was a Snake Plissken? Fair, 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 but I believe Mary Cheese chimed in. Mayor, your remaining answers are Trusk, Both, and Ram. Which of those was not one of the hunting party's names? I'm only here because I'm hoping to end this in a tie. Okay. I am going with Ram. Well, alrighty here, Captain Cash. Thanks to the efforts of your podcast brethren, you have an opportunity to break the tie here. You've got a 50-50. It's, it's pretty close, but I think you can pull this off. Which of these names was not one of the hunting party at the end of the film? You've got A, Trusk, and B, Both. What do you say? Now, I, I want to be clear on something. Trusk, not Tusk. Mm. That's important to me. Predators do have tusks, do they not? The I but what you are suggesting they have, they have mandibles but not really is tusks. not tusk because i know tusk is the name of one of the predators mm. so no, i'm no, gonna no. go tusk with is the name of the movie where kevin smith directed it and uh... both both final answer both is not the name of a predator okay yes not both not both. the name of the predator Yes, not the party that Saddam Hussein led. Can you just enough with the tension? Did he get it or not? 
No, it, uh, it, Both was Both Ram and Snake were all the real names. Oh, son Trusk. of a bitch! Tr- Trusk was the fake name. Because Tusk is absolutely the name of the predator in the Predator versus Alien game. Yeah, no. So I, I, I thought mean, maybe it was that guy. Sudden I mean, death. Sudden death. Battle to the death between D Dubs and Captain Cash. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, so since since uh, uh, Captain Cash went last, I'm going to give him the collapsible spear. Uh, T Dubs, I'm going to give you the smart disc. You guys battle it out. Oh hell yeah! Oh, that seems fair. Well, you know, Captain Cash has a bad back. He needs that to pick up things that he drops. Also, yeah, the Thunderous Wizard absolutely can't throw anything. His shoulders are for shit. We got well, this. Yeah, but to be, fa- to be fair, Captain Cash does do an excellent job of collecting garbage around his local parks with the pointy that's, stick thing. So that is true. Just want to make it nice and clean for everybody, frankly. All right. Well, okay. So obviously, this is drug on entirely too long. I'm going to go straight into recommendations now because we're there. Um, First off, the obvious one here is if you've not watched Predator 2 in a while, watch Predator 2. It's a fantastic artifact of the lawless-ass 90s. But my real recommendation is to watch a kind of a sleeper hit indie film, uh, The Skeleton Twins. It's a dramedy starring Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, and Luke Wilson. It's a bittersweet story about love loss, mental illness, and dealing with family trauma. And it's well-reviewed. It's got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it won the Screenwriting Award at Sundance in 2014. Again, this was not on my radar. I just picked it up the other day because it's free on Tubi, Pluto, and Plex. And I definitely think it's worth checking out, especially if you're uh, you know, a Bill Hader fan, if you're watching. Uh, what's his uh, the big show he's got going Barry. on right now? Barry, if you like Barry, you're gonna like uh, uh, you're, you're gonna like the Skeleton Twins. So check it out. I think it, it, it's cool and it's free. So anyway, gentlemen, uh, who's got the next recommendation? T Dubs. Okay, so I have a, I have a few. One, don't go to Adam Baldwin's Twitter account. Very pro fascist, and you'll uh, be sorry that the Predator didn't get the better of him in this movie because because hmm. he seems to kind of suck. He does kind of suck. I uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it sure two. seems like Animal Mother didn't learn his lessons. Nope, nope, not at all. In fact, uh, he got worse, apparently. Uh, number two is a Netflix movie, Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. Uh, essentially, it's very John Wick-esque, except he is a ex-Special Forces guy who's now a mercenary who goes into hostile countries to extract hostages. It's really badass. It's a great action movie. And it helped me forget that I ever saw Thor 4. And lastly, because this movie is sorely lacking Arnold Schwarzenegger, I uh, was just chugging through action movies the other night and I threw on Expendables 2. It remains incredible. Gotta love it. It really is the pinnacle of old men doing things they used to do a lot better when they were 35. That doesn't if that doesn't That's, speak to some nostalgia that, for T Dubs. Wow. Super depressing, but cool. Wow. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah. Uh well, I guess my recommendation is only murders in the building is back on. And I've caught the first couple episodes, and they're a lot of fun. Strong recommend. The Enchantress That's... is in it, and she sucks in this too. <laughs> the Enchantress? Yeah, Cara Delavine. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, no, yes. 
well, since I've been gone for a while, I actually have had some time to, you know, put in some leg work. And I guess if I'm going to come back with a recommendation. So what you squatting? Well, yeah, I'm going to come back with a recommendation since Captain Cashin here. Prometheus. Again. Every time. From here oh, I hate that movie. movie. It's all do, terrible. Don't well, do hold it. On, hold on. Do we need... Prometheus! Hey, no, I'm, I'm right there with uh, Mary Cheese on this, like, for different reasons. Do we need to do a special episode on Prometheus? I'm fine. No, no, because I'm going to, every time I manage to get back on here in my shitty schedule, I'm only going to recommend Prometheus to make Captain Cash angry. But we should, we should do it though. It's, 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 <laughs> it's a movie. How, how, how do the, the guys with the mapping? No, 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 no. Get don't lost? need to talk about it. End the show. End the show. Yeah. The guys, the guys with yeah, the mapping the, tools get lost. And the show, and the show. But so that those are our recommendations, folks. Watch all of them or none of them. Probably not Prometheus. Um, ride the snake. Ride, ride the snake. Uh, as always, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Bo Flops. You can find me on Twitter at Chumzilla Eight. Captain Cash can be found at. C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social medias. And the Thunderous Wizard can be found on Twitter at WriterTLK. And don't forget, Mayor McCheese can be found at H-B-O-F McCheese on Twitter. And you can always find us at Woban Entertainment at WobamEntertainment.com. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to connect with us on social media. And folks, listener, this is what I call the speech. And kid, I only got one, and I only give it once. So pay attention. Till now, it's all been hops and flops, beers and bombs, Taco Bell, but you're in this shit now. Predator sequels are a war zone.